Hi there, everybody. Happy Thursday, and welcome to Time for Go to Bed, brought to you by Voodoo Zombie Boutique. I am your, one of your co-hosts. This is Kenny Pick. Of course, I can also be heard on It Came from Cleveland on Fridays, right here on Radio for Humans. I'm stalling, because Susan and I just finished dinner, and she was putting a few things away. I made a lovely shrimp cocktail for dinner. Got some uh, some crab cheese from a local seafood place. It's very fun. Had that with some crackers, and some cucumbers, homemade cocktail sauce, a little pepper jack cheese, a little kind of light charcuterie from the sea. But uh, yeah, tonight uh, we have the final four chapters of the Emerald City of Oz. And uh, there, it's probably only 24 minutes or so worth of audio. So, uh, not a lot. Not a lot of audio uh, to be heard tonight from uh, L. Frank Baum. Um, I think my volume's a little low. I think I need to adjust that a bit. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so, like I said, happy Thursday to everybody, and uh, we're going to have a decent show tonight. Um, and, uh, of course, we're going to delve into all of the different fun sales that we had from our eBay store this week. Uh, I will say that it's a bit of a slowdown. I'm hoping things pick up for Father's Day, but uh, I think because the weather has been so doggone nice, um, that things have slowed down a fair amount, which is uh, a bummer, but um, not uh, not the worst thing to have happen. So, uh, yeah, and um, let me see. I'm trying to figure out where we left off uh, with our show last week from what we sold. So, uh, but... Uh, yeah, so had a few decent uh, acquisitions this week. Uh, we'll talk about later. We have um, some upcoming ideas for store categories and whatnot to cater to Father's Day. There's some trends that we have noticed uh, for, especially I think for boomer dads. Boomer dads like getting movies and stuff like that. I know my dad did. And, you know, there's always a, there's a handful of like favorites with boomers, uh, you know, of male and female, uh, actors. Um, you know, there's the, the real basic ones, of course, you know, Clint Eastwood, it seems to be a big hit John Wayne for the older, older ones. Um, and then, you know, people like Burt Reynolds and Bruce Willis and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, of course, um, Raquel Welch has always been very popular in our store. If we have more obscure stuff with Raquel Welch, it sells fast. Um, and uh, we'll, that'll be part of what we talk about here shortly. Uh, when Susan joins me, and I'm running out of things to talk about, so I guess I'll just sing everybody a song. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. Um yeah, so, uh, but we, we've gotten, we, we did a lot more organizational stuff uh, this week. Um, there was some stuff that we did not have uh, listed in the house, and we were like, we got to get this out of the house. Uh, 
it's taking up room. So, but, um, yeah, you're muted. So nobody hears you. Um, and, uh, there you go. Hello. Yeah. So, um, glad you could join me. <laughs> so, yep. Sorry. It took a minute. That's all you right. Know, so things happen. I know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, I've just been uh, rambling nonsensically. Um, <laughs> You're fine. I'm sure it's fine. But, uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah, just talked about our slowdown. We This has been the slowest week we've had in a while. We've still had sales, but we do. Uh, but they have slowed down significantly since last week. Yeah. And so... I'm chalking that up to the weather. Um, but, uh, you know, but things still have sold and, yeah. um, and, you know, we've gotten, uh, oh God, seriously, I'm trying to log into eBay and every time I do it, oops, that's not a match. It is. You just didn't like it the first time. I do it the second time and it's Whoa. fine. Um, well, I can get into eBay for you. No, I'm in, I'm in now. So, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I got to figure out where we left off with what we sold last week because the I don't, I'm trying to remember uh, what was in our little block of uh, trailers last week. Um, orders. There we go. All orders. So uh, that's where I am, too. We have a lot in common. Mm hmm. So, uh, we have a store in common. Um, so I think where we need to begin is, um, yeah. So we did, uh, for what we sold, I think we did, um, we had uh, Top Gun semi-tough and eaten alive. So, oh, okay. Semi-tough. There I got it. There, yes. now I'm up to date. I see the next one that we sold after that. So go ahead. That's that Blu-ray. Do you want me to tell you about it? Mirrors. Sure. The 2008 Blu-ray. Uh, Two-disc set. New. Factory sealed. Kiever Sutherland horror. Yeah. Wow. So, Mirrors. $12 free shipping. Uh, yeah. That, again, I'm pretty certain that was from King's Highway. So that's 100% yeah. profit. All that's profit. Um, then, uh, right after that was, um, the Lost Patrol, 1934, Boris Karloff, Reginald Denny, pre-code, pre-code war movie RKO, sold that for $8.50. That was in a lot of other movies that I paid like, uh, 20 or $30 for or something like that. And, yeah. and I've made the money back off of those because yeah. I took the time to write things up and then, mm-hmm. Here, here's one that we literally, this one sold almost immediately after listing. Almost immediately, and I thought about keeping it. Uh, Hello Kitty Triple Feature, two, 1987 DVD. New. 15 Furry Tales. Furry Tale Theater Episodes. Anime. Yay. Just nine ninety nine. Yeah. So... Yeah. And that one, I'm pretty certain, was from Highlander. Um, yeah. And because uh, there was a lot of kids stuff in that. And that stuff we, you know, we made all of our Because that was a $50 purchase, you know. Made all our money yeah. back. Um, and then I was I was excited about this. 
uh, slim case copy of the 1962 um, <laughs> Killer Caveman, serial killer caveman, Ega, starring Richard Keel. Uh, of course, uh, a good friend of Bob Weatherwax, Richard Keel, um, who unfortunately passed away. But Richard Keel, big guy, uh, was Jaws in the James Bond movies. And um, he, uh, yeah, so 1450. And that was one of those slim case uh, movies yeah. that I put in a red a red case. Um, yeah. So I, I have sold a few of those red kit slim case uh, DVDs, which is exciting. Yeah. Oh, and Susan's and, source of pride above that. Yeah, and above that is uh, the vintage GE digital alarm clock radio AM FM model, brown, tested and working. Now we sold that for seventeen dollars. Had but to pay they like paid, eight dollars. Ten dollars. I had to pay about eight dollars, eight fifty shipping on it. Yeah, so that means we made like twenty dollars and uh, no, we fifty didn't. cents. No, 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 no. I had it was free shipping. I had to pay eight dollars and fifty cents. They spent seventeen dollars okay. on it. We made about five dollars after fees and and well, everything. Well, that's the thing. Like, why does it say total twenty eight seventy three? Hmm. It says seventeen dollars sold for seventeen dollars. Oh, total twenty eight seventy three. Oh, interesting. Let me click on it and find out. Yeah. Um. Because this was something I went over to my friend's house. I hadn't seen her in a long time. Friend from college, and she was like, "Yeah, we're gonna give this stuff to charity." And I said, "Okay, I'll sell this for you." And she was like, "Okay, whatever." And uh, then later she was like, well, I don't have enough money to go and do this or that. So I'm just going to like pay for her with the profits from this, you know, Okay. So we were going to do, we mistake. wanted to do something. Huh? Yeah. I just said that was my mistake then. Uh, yeah. They, they did pay for shipping. I misunderstood. Yeah. I thought it was, they paid for shipping. So good. So that means a little more profit so I can take her lunch. Cause she said, oh, I, you know, things are tight. She's got. <laughs> Two kids and, you know, a lot of chickens to take care of. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, so that sold. We got some really nice feedback on it. Um, that's funny. Uh, uh, then above that, uh, for $10, and I had another one in, uh, that I dug mm -hmm. out of uh, storage, uh, but a brand new sealed copy of The Phantom of the Opera from 1925 with Lon Chaney. Uh, Region Zero, I uh, put that in the title mm -hmm. because, um, you know, that's, it, it's viewable worldwide, um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's a hel helpful in the description of something like that, because that's some, that's a movie somebody around the world would like to watch, you know, what? um, and then of course this one, go ahead and, uh, oh, this is a Hammer Films Collection, Volume 1 DVD. Screams of Fear, The Gorgon, and three more classics. Sold that for uh, $10.99. $9.99. Um, $9.99. I'm sorry, $10.15 next $9.99 free shipping. And the reason why it sold for only $9.99 is because it was brand new. And then yeah, yeah. some asshole bought this a while back and gave me all kinds of grief about how it wasn't perfect. And they and they felt like they were ripped off because they found it for half the price somewhere, somewhere else. 
and they sent yeah. pictures of what appeared to be damage on it, and it wasn't damage at all. But the bastard unwrapped it, and you know, and and so he sent me back, uh, uh, you know, um, he took the shrink wrap off of it and mailed it back, and it was in perfect condition. I, I sold it to him for twenty dollars, and then I had to eat it. And then I had to flip it and, you know, turn turn around. And so that was from my personal collection, which I paid about $20 for when it came out. And this asshole burned me on it. So, uh, oh. but it immediately sold for $9.99 to somebody else. Yeah. So. So that's fine. You know, I mean, it, that's the cost of doing business. It does suck. And you just have to be like, but, you know, we've been doing this yeah. for a year and a half. Steady. Yeah. I mean, yeah. regularly, but you know, we have not had a complaint that's stuck so far. We've had people return things, but they haven't complained to eBay. Well, yeah, and we've he, just he, been like, so that's nice. And you the know guy what I was mean? like, that's. It, Go ahead. The guy was like, he he initiated, he demanded a, a to return the item. I told him I would have gladly given you a partial <laughs> refund. And he's like, well, I will, I'll take a partial refund. And I'm like, you initiated the return, dipshit. I can't do anything about it. Yeah. You know, I was like, "If why didn't you contact me first? You're a seller. You should know better. Um, they should. You know? It, you it's should. Like, it's, it's just stupid. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, oh, 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 sorry about that. Um, okay, so next, uh, we found this at the thrift store a while ago, not too long ago. So almost, sold mm -hmm. almost immediately again. Uh, nice, uh, brand new copy with slipcover. Doctor Who, The Day of the Doctor, 2013, with Matt Smith, David Tennant, John Hurt. Classic. Yep. That's probably one of the one of the best uh, Doctor Who TV events ever. Um, oh, we were about it, watching it. It was fun to watch. So. Oh, yes. And, of course, uh, above that, feel free, Suze, you were waiting for the day that this sold. Oh, our first video by Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen from 1993. VH Factory Sealed Full House. Sold for $13.50. Yeah, and VHS. it's got those two adorable twins on the front that are, just creep me out so dang much. Uh-huh. So, but somebody out there, I, when I saw that, I said, somebody out there really likes the 90s and wants this. It's not me. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So, uh, above that, a movie from 2007, a, a road biker road trip comedy called Wild Hogs with John Travolta, Martin Lawrence. Uh, I think mm. William H. Macy's in it. Eight ninety nine. Yeah. Not Not sure where I found it, but... Uh, I think that was I think that was it, uh, the one thrift store. For, I think I got it for seventy five cents. Um, oh, really? Okay, cool. And then, of course, we can't keep it in stock. Here's another <laughs> Top Gun nineteen eighty six DVD with insert this time. Tom Cruise, Val Kilmer, Kelly McGillis, Air Macho. Oh yeah, we nine yeah, and the funny thing is, I sold that for a dollar more than I sold the Blu-ray for. <laughs> um, macho. So yeah, so we, we decided we were gonna start uh, a new movie genre uh, and see if yeah. it catches on, uh, called Air Macho. So if it's like helicopters or airplanes, and it's like you know mostly white tough yeah. guys, you know, uh, like you know, uh, Airwolf or 
uh, 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 Birds I just relisted. Blue Thunder, Iron Eagle, you know, stuff like that. You know, Air Macho. Um, So, uh, so yeah. And then uh, there's another one coming up that we can't keep in stock. But, uh, but, but, but before we get to that, uh, 2015 Uh terrible movie uh, with Kevin James, Adam Sandler, and Peter Dinklage, Pixels from 2015. Yeah, we should watch it just for Peter Dinklage. But I don't think you could stomach Kevin James and Adam Sandler. I did watch it. You did terrible. I probably did too, and I probably forgot all about it. Yeah, it, rightly so. Um, <laughs> so uh, then, okay, Suze, we can't keep this one on the shelves. Here's another one. True Lies, 1994 DVD, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jamie Lee Curtis, classic comedy action, eight ninety nine. So I found I was so I was like, oh, that sold, and then I was readjusting the sealed VHS cabinet and putting it in a better alphabetical order. And what did I find? True lies. So I looked, do we have a copy of true lies on VHS? No, we did not. But now we do. So that's that. Oh, yep. Yep. Oh, here's a, here's a big, Joe just shared a link of an auction, um, of, of, factory sealed vhs and in encased slabbed uh and graded that are selling right now so really interesting so yeah the hype is still there um but uh you know i mean but that's nothing yeah you know that's not nothing we're getting into we're moving more more in the way of dvds Uh, you know i'll be happy to get out of uh vhs whenever that happens but we still have the thing is the thing is joe um all those vhs that you see slabbed in plastic for collectors they paid 60 dollars for each of those vhs to have slabbed and they're having game consoles because they're you know delicate and gone you know like consoles or or game cartridges. No, you game cartridges, but the consoles too, like the, oh. the playing things because the playing like not the joysticks, but the I don't know what you call Machine, them. I hated video games like that. I was really bad at them. <laughs> but yeah, they're having those stick to the movies. Um, yeah. Along with the movies. So every time you see them slabbed like that, 60 bucks at least each one. Yeah. So I'm going to so, look at this thing. Yeah. So That's uh, interesting, though. But yeah, no, they have a lot yep. of good stuff there. But yeah, those are probably selling for thousands of dollars. Uh, you know, hundreds or to thousands of dollars. And I, and it's... Every, I keep seeing news articles about this, about how it's so popular, it's so popular, it's so popular, and... Yeah, don't throw out those old VHS tapes. You know, I just saw a news article on Fox the other day about VHS, yeah. and it's like the 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 media is finally catching up, and you know, people are you know I, I don't know. I'm still making money off of VHS, and I'm happy with it. But uh, and and we'll see. But anyway, um, well, I'm last... looking at the auction he posted, and I'm seeing um that there's a post. Of Chinatown. We've got this copy of Chinatown, and it might be new with, you know, what's his face on it? Um, 
that one actor that Jack everybody Nicholson. loves. Johnny's home from Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Why can't I think of his name? But yeah, Johnny's home. It. You know, Johnny's home. See, this is poor Ken. He's got to put up with me, like not being able to find words all the time. And he's always like, oh, she means this. I don't see what it sold for. It sold on June. Six, but it doesn't tell me what it sold for. No. But yeah, we've got a copy. We, we're selling to these people. The people that want to slab stuff. We don't want And let them do it. Because that's just big, that's just no. a big hassle for me. But anyway, moving on from that. We're going to talk about the real world and our sales. Um, Let's do it. Uh, and then this was an interesting one um, that we I just got in a lot. And I'll talk about that later when the time comes. Um and uh, we, I found a really interesting lot of DVDs uh, about 15 minutes from our house um, out on the, the west west side, you know, suburb on the west side. Uh, and it was a really cool mix of stuff. It, there was a lot of yeah. obscure horror movies and some obscure releases of just strange things and and movies that like you you don't see everywhere like shampoo and stuff like that yeah and we um, just put up a version of madonna's first movie a certain sacrifice or something yeah which that i don't was think there. i've ever seen but i was like oh they got that that's interesting but this know? was really cool from 1970 there was yeah. a television variety show called raquel featuring the talents of raquel welch uh, with Tom Jones and John Wayne and Bob Hope. Okay. Now, I paid $25 for 71 DVDs from this lot, all of them in pretty great shape. I think there's maybe only one that I, I couldn't do anything with. Um, but I sold this one for $13, free shipping, of course, so I made back a third uh, after my shipping and fees. I made back a third of that 25 bucks. so I made back like 7 Eight dollars, something like that. So but maybe see, I didn't think that was going to sell because I'm like, okay, Raquel Welch. I can't even think of anything she acted it in. I know that she was, like, I think of her as more of a model, I guess, but I shouldn't. She is an actress, and we were talking about different movies that we sold that she was in, and uh, but that went right out the door because it was a TV special with Bob Hope, and well, I'm just like. Wow, but you knew it would, and I didn't believe you. But you I were knew right. it would, and I I overpriced. Yeah. I uh, I overpriced. <laughs> I overpriced it too from where it usually sells because it was such a gorgeous copy, and yeah. you know, so I was very happy about that. Uh, sadly, we had a sale that I had to cancel. Uh, this was our fault, completely our fault. Um, the sometimes things get double listed. This has happened to me once yeah. before, but Elvira's Haunted Hills from two thousand one. Um, we uh, we sold this last year because I was looking at the pictures. and was like, oh no, that was we. I remember selling that. I think I so, it sold to a woman in in England. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, so I had to cancel it. I sent him a, an apologetic note and said, "Hopefully, you can find it, you know, cheaper or just as cheap somewhere else, whatever." So that brings us to the audio portion of our of what we sold. Oh. So as you can see, you know, sales are a little scaled down. There's still, you know, no real big ticket items this time around. Um, you know, we still have money coming in, but uh, we definitely had. 
had a real slowdown. But the good thing is some of the I'm stuff we're tell you tell you guys, don't quit your day job. Don't quit your day job. If you got nothing else to do, sell on eBay. But I'm just saying, it's been a slow week. You're right. Still there, Ken? Yeah, I am. I, I just was uh, in the middle of a sentence <laughs> until you, and then you told everybody not to quit their day jobs. Don't um, quit your day job. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just like, whatever. Um. Uh, yeah. I just um trying to get my train of thought back now. Um. Uh, so, the um. Uh, I don't know. The last three things that we sold, I need to find the audio for. Um. So where is it? It is in what we sold. Sorry, we were eating dinner right up until the show, and I didn't get a yep. chance to load things in, per usual. So here we go. 6 9 2022. What we sold. The last three things we sold. Just an ordinary small town with ordinary people. Until they discovered. You know a guy named David Creswell? No. Should, should I? He died. He's an old guy. Collected comic books his whole life. So that's like 45 years of collecting. It's cool, huh? Something extraordinary. Have you told this to anyone else? Uh uh. Only you. Hello, Norman. Hey! Do you know a guy named David Creswell? There are rumors. 50 years of comic books, the mother load. Pedigree! The McGillicuddy Link Collection. The Mile High Collection. The Holy Grail of comics. Oh, yeah? Hi, I'm a collector. I don't want to sell. The comic books? Do you still have them? They're not for sale. Surely there's a way we can come to an understanding. I'm not interested. Now, collection of a lifetime is bringing out we have to get those comics the villain in everyone you gotta fight fire with fire <laughs> you I... sleazy creep who knows what raymond will try next sorry you don't know comics you're a dabbler you action figure seller you're creeping me out <laughs> all out lust we can have it all What's in it for me? A lot of money. All out greed. Get away from that comic book! I well, thought you might want to pull a double cross. Oh, I am. <laughs> All out war. That's it? Isn't that enough? Oh! We're not gunmen, we're comic book collectors. Are you hot? Ready? Hey, okay. Hi, I'm Angela Vidal. We're in Los Angeles, traveling along with the fire department. Is that so bad? These are the men you'll be shadowing tonight. Wherever they go, you go too. Police are here. I might be a little more serious than we thought. A woman was screaming bloody murder back there. Fire department's about to begin the rescue process. Police say that she lives alone. She's not very social. Okay, okay. We're gonna get you some medical help, okay? Do not try to leave the building. This will all be over shortly. 
why are they isolating you? I don't know more than you do right now, okay? We were told that tenants inside need medical aid. Chief! Everyone's been evacuated. Everyone's completely safe. Why would he say that? I can't get through to my husband and my daughter. Oh, my God! We gotta get out of here. They're not gonna let us out of here alive, are they? No matter what happens, just keep moving. My daughter has a fever. I think I know what this is. We need to talk to you. Whose apartment is this? Oh my god. You have no idea how bad this thing is. The man who lives here. the 1980s and 90s Ghostbusters cartoon. Uh, we just sold yeah. a VHS copy of that called Play Them Ragtime Booze. Um, <laughs> and uh, it was a nice copy. We've had it hanging out for a while. That one came from that big um, $50 collection from down in Akron. Uh, the guy who had the built-in shelves, you know. Uh, who mm-hmm. had all the really nice horror movies? We we so that and a that's, couple animation, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, thirteen ninety nine. That sold for uh, free shipping, of course. So that's a hundred percent profit on all that. And um, I'm fairly certain this probably came from King's Highway. The next two both came came from King's Highway. I, I, they they had to because I don't know where else I would have gotten them. Um, <laughs> Uh, quarantine 2008 jennifer carpenter found footage rabies zombie horror blu-ray 899 free shipping and uh i just because we um didn't have uh, a ton of sales uh, this one hasn't paid for it yet i sent it uh i sent a message to the dude but um it was a $16 sealed vhs copy of a movie called comic book villains from 2002 I actually has zero description on it, and the title doesn't even say yeah. it's brand new. Um, well, it's kind of interesting because you went from comic book villains into quarantine, and I wasn't sure where it slipped from one to the other. Mm-hmm. And it's like they were 
talking about heisting this comic book collection and then people started screaming and they were trapped in a building and i was like did the comic book heist go horribly wrong i am the villain of the story (laughs) oh i love that trap oh kiddo kiddo is kiddo teaser boozed too uh oh it's it's a confusing day yeah, that I th- happens. And uh, I think tonight, uh, if I haven't mentioned it, the last four chapters, we're going to uh, just go ahead and play the last four chapters of the Emerald City of Oz until we get to, what is it, the Patchwork Girl of Oz is the next one? Yeah, it's the next one, yeah. And okay. I know, I'm not sure why, but I know that I love that book. Like, it was one of my favorites. And mm. I think it was because it's more of an adventure than yeah. a political the gnome king's taking over, you know. Yeah. Like it's more of I think it's very happy. I think it is. Well, we'll we shall see. Yeah. Um so yeah, so that's uh the you know, so some interesting uh diverse sales there. And again, I'm hoping things start picking up uh, uh for Father's Day. Father's Day is what a week um it's probably Sunday the 19th. I'm guessing. Yeah. We have so. more copies of Ghostbusters for your dad, you know? Well, we don't we don't have a lot of animated copies, but you know, we got some stuff. Well, and that's where I was talking like I think the Raquel Welch thing might have sold as a Father's Day gift. Um, yeah. you know, because uh, we, like we had that Mother Jugs and Speed movie, we put that up, she was in that. That sold out like immediately. Quickly, um, yeah. We've sold a few copies, we've sold uh the movie Fathom that she was in, we have another copy of that on VHS for sale. We, we have do. Uh, two thousand, uh, no, no, twenty thousand years BC or whatever the hell it is. Um, yeah. Let me see. I because um, I don't know what's featured in her store right now. Um, I forget. I did a lot of horror last night because we got a lot of interesting horror stuff that I'd never mm-hmm. heard of. Um, that was that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I've I've unearthed a bunch of Marilyn Monroe stuff that I'm I'm gonna try Woo-hoo. and do a push uh, to get some Marilyn Monroe stuff out the door. Um, but the uh the the place where we got the Raquel Welch um thing, um, there was a lot of really interesting stuff in there. Uh, there's there was uh um let me see let's let's go to visit store so I can see my pricing. Um, there, uh, there was a Marilyn Monroe TV miniseries called Blonde from 2001 that had, uh, a a woman named Poppy Montgomery and Jensen Mm -hmm. Ackles from Supernatural was in it. And... Gotta see it before I sell it. Well, well, I'm, it's probably on YouTube. I'm, you know, I, I bet you Mm -hmm. anything because it was a TV miniseries. Um, so I started looking around and I do have home, uh, hometown story with Marilyn Monroe, but I have a couple of other movies about her, like, uh, Norma Jean, I think we just got on, uh, yeah. Norma Jean and Marilyn is what it's called, right? Um, yeah, I think so. And I think that's on VHS. Well, so. I think we just got it in this, in the same lot that this blonde came from, uh, on DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, oops, my headphones are falling. Shit. Um, oh, oh, I think we gotta, just got gotta, it. On, talk. I think we just got it on DVD in the lot uh, of stuff that I'm talking about right now. 
Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, there was, uh, but yeah, so 2199 is what I put the blonde up for and hopefully I get that for it. Um, there is a, a Japanese, uh, sci-fi shock horror movie called Alive from 2002. It was a two disc set. Mm -hmm. Um, basically the plot of it sounds insane. It's like two death row inmates are put in the room with an alien entity that tries to get them to kill one another or something like that. So, uh, so that's Crazy. fun. There was a copy of the Nick Cage, the Wicker Man movie. Uh, mm. You know, uh, so I, I'm like, I'm not, yeah, you know, uh, you know, of course, that's where the, the classic line, uh, this comes from. Oh, no, not the beast! Not the beast! <laughs> oh! It's so awful! Oh, my eyes! My eyes! Ah! Ah! <laughs> 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 Uh, so I, I made sure that got posted right away. It doesn't sell for a lot, but I got it ours up for, uh, 1099, uh, a movie from 2008 called the morgue about a bunch of kids that get stuck in a, a rural morgue that nobody's, you know, uh, there's no attendant there. Uh, um, oh, this one is nice. Uh, 1499. I put it up for, uh, the dead matter from 2010. It's, uh, three discs it stars tom savini i don't know if he does any of the special effects but tom savini's a famous makeup artist um and midnight syndicate did the music for it so it includes the movie on a dvd the soundtrack on a cd and then midnight syndicate's greatest hits on a cd and it has yeah. some pretty cool inserts for the the cds and stuff um cool. And uh, it, also in in that same one, and I posted it, uh, something called Dark Corners with Thora Birch, I've never heard of. Sounds pretty interesting. Um, oh, I just unearthed a copy in our in our backstock as I was sorting through things that weren't listed uh, and pulling out, you know, the gems to to list uh, a nice uh, slim case copy of the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari from 1920. Um, yeah. uh, got that up for eleven ninety nine, uh, and that will sell because the silent stuff always seems to sell pretty well. Um, Death Day, aka the campus from twenty nineteen. That's something new and sealed I've had laying around. But then from that same lot, we got all that other fun stuff from uh the where we sold like the Raquel DVD, a movie called The Dark Room from two thousand six. With uh, Lucy Lawless, it's a psychological horror wow. thriller, and there, but there's so much good stuff in that in that lot that we got. It's wild, it, you know. It's like I love that when you go and you buy a lot of movies and a lot and, and not many are recognizable because that means they're going to be more desirable because you don't see them everywhere, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, Pirates of the Caribbean too. Ooh, you know, <laughs> you know that that doesn't sell for anything. But yeah. So for my strategy on on Father's Day, trying to get Father's Day sales, I, I posted uh, for popular. I did uh, the Sixth Day with Schwarzenegger, Tears of the Sun with Bruce Willis, Clint Eastwood, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Stallone, Rambo, yeah. Chuck Norris, The Octagon, and. Um, Charles Bronson and Cold Sweat with the Ark of Triumph with uh, Anthony 
Hopkins, kind of the opposite of Charles Bron- or Charles Bronson. <laughs> um, and uh, I decided to do uh, our on sale category of uh, Nicole Kidman movies because we have some pretty cool yeah. Nicole Kidman stuff. Stepford Wives, uh, City of Angels. Um, no, 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 that's Meg, Meg Ryan. That's Meg Ryan. Never mind. Yeah. Um, she uh, may be in there. I'm not sure. It said, it said, um, her last name on it. Well, I don't know. Um, yeah. but the Sefford wives, the hours where she is, Nicole Kidman is completely unrecognizable. She has a prosthetic nose in that movie. Um, and Moulin Rouge. In what movie? The hours. Oh, Go um, Moulin Rouge, brand new copy, Australia, brand new, and a really nice copy of To Die For with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It's a dark comedy, dark, sexy comedy, um, and uh, basically about an older woman who seduces a teenage boy. Uh, yeah, not so cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I'm trying to do that, and I also uh, I, I did buy a lot of Slimcase DVDs that weren't in the best shape, um, but I, I should have read the the description a little better. But I didn't pay much for them at all. I paid 18 bucks for them, and it's like 40 of them, and I know I can make my money back off of them. But this was a fun thing that I found in there. The it had the many faces of Sherlock Holmes from 1985. It's a documentary hosted by Christopher Lee. So yeah. that's something new to the store. Uh, so that's fun. And yeah. I don't know if Michelle's listening or not, but I found a DVD that has Vincent Price on uh, a game show from the like 1950s or 60s. Um, and uh, it's like the $164,000 question or something. I don't know what, what the name of the show was. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm looking for a little interesting things like that. Um, you know, cause you know, there's going to be a Christopher Lee collector out there who's like, Oh, I, I need that, you know, and the cover is yeah. great. Cause it has a nice big picture of Christopher Lee's face on the front. So, yeah. um, hmm. but yeah, I've got a lot of Sherlock Holmes stuff. Uh, and I'm thinking about putting together like a Sherlock Holmes mega lot at some point. Um, because, uh, I do have, um, I did put, you know, Nearby that one in the top picks, uh, mm. a, a Sherlock Holmes sealed uh, thing that has 34 different cases. Of course, it's movies and TV TV shows. So yeah, uh, it's like, you know, a couple different discs with probably double-sided discs with all these old Sherlock Holmes TV shows and movies and whatnot. So, um, but, you know, that's just ridiculous. 34, you know, different presentations i've got it for 12.99 i mean that's so you know that's such a bargain um so yeah we're still running our uh, buy three get 20 percent off uh sale we're still holding on to all of our um positive feedback uh we are at 541 positive feedback which is exciting And um, this guy gave us feedback before I even mailed it. That mirror. Oh, no, no. Mirrors. He received it. He just said gracias. Um, Fast shipping on the Hammer Films Collection Volume 1. 
Doctor Who, Day of the Doctor, as described, happy with my purchase, very fast shipping. Um, Wild Hogs, A++, thank you, super fast delivery. Phantom of the Opera, 1925, received in great condition, A+. Uh, Semi-Tough, Johnny B. Good, thank you, both movies were great, Bruce E. (laughs) Uh, And then this one. Thank you so much. My GE digital clock was delivered to me today. <laughs> love my clock. It works great. Definitely happy with my purchase experience. Smiley face, smiley face, smiley face. Um, Combat Academy packaged well. Item as described. Thanks. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's the, the uh, I've read, I read all the other feedback on the last show. We don't Obviously, don't get as much feedback as we sell items, which is, sucks, but it's okay. We're up to 541. I'll take it. You basically, I'd say we <laughs> average getting feedback on one out of three or four items, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. And I don't badger people about leaving feedback because eBay will badger them. If I badger them too, somebody might get annoyed, you know? Yeah. So it's like they know that they can leave positive feedback. If they don't, whatever. I'm not their I'm not their mother, you know. I'm not gonna tell them what to do. Not their um, mother. You are not I, anyone's mother. <clears throat> I can be a real mother though. <laughs> um but uh but yeah, so um uh yeah, we've got you know, so in uh oh yeah, uh, well tell a, a story about Tennessee today, wasting resources. Uh Tennessee story but i didn't know if you were gonna be like i don't want to talk about that you know no he climbs the the printer is up real high i I have a a, (laughs) a, i have a my computer desk has a shelf attached to the side of it it's like a built-in shelf so the printer's up on the highest thing because i can get up and i can look at it and i can load the paper there whatever tennessee still likes to jump on top of it he usually doesn't but today he did and that was just as I was ready to print a label. I'm like, why isn't it printing it out? Oh, well, Tennessee stepped on some buttons. One of them happened to be the power button. <laughs> so I went and I turned the power button on. The label began to print. And then I'm like, what is it printing now? Oh, it's printing a test page. Because before Tennessee stepped on the power button, he stepped on the test page button. So Adorable. He wasted a piece of paper and ink. Fortunately, I just bought two new two new ink cartridges. Uh, but yeah, what a what a bum. So. <laughs> and then later, <clears throat> we have him kind of kept away from the other cats because he just fights the other cats when he sees them. And so we were talking in the kitchen, and uh, he just walked in like nothing doing. She just walked in like, oh, hi, guys. How's it going? Yeah. So and we're like, oh, he he knows how to unlock doors now. He knows how to open doors, which is terrifying. Yeah. So. Well, um, but yeah, that was no no big deal. He's going to be in your house next. Hmm. Everybody in the chat room. He'll yeah. be in your house next. I'm just saying. Yeah. He's, he's going to learn to drive. Uh, <laughs> be like Toonses. 
So, um, so yeah, uh, um, but overall, you know, I'm, I'm satisfied with how things are selling. Uh, I wish they would sell more. It was sad that we had that Elvira mishap cause that was a lost 20 bucks. Yeah. Um, but we just didn't have it. We just, you know, just had to cancel. It. I looked, we looked everywhere. And as I was looking, reorganized and realphabetized. So that's exciting. Yeah. And not only that, but you know, the, uh, we were i was able to tell pretty quick because of the pictures because we around halloween we were having some fun and we had a couple like vampire action figures like a christopher lee and a bella lugosi action figure like presenting movies in some of the pictures um yeah so fun. so i saw that and i was like oh that's an old picture that's from like how last halloween so i was like i know we sold that you know i mm -hmm. and um, but I did recently sell both that and Elvira Mistress of the Dark in a lot of two. Um, but we still do have another copy of Elvira Mistress of the Dark and a couple of her, um, TV, you know, movie host shows. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's, but you know, little goofs like that happen. I, I, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident that, you know, sales should pick up soon. Yeah, but uh, I'm getting really, really excited because of our inventory working towards uh, the the holiday season. I know it's a little, you know, we're still five five months away from starting to sell stuff for Christmas. But I think the our our sales this year, uh, especially around Halloween, our Halloween sales are going to be huge because of the amount of horror stuff that we have, and Christmas is going to be off the charts because the sheer variety of things that we have. So, you know, uh, I'm, I'm expecting to be very, 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 very busy. Um, as you know, because we were really busy in the beginning of the year too. We were, I think people yeah. were getting their taxes back, spending gift cards, you know, uh, you know, but Cause we it, thought, yeah, we thought it was going to be a retail kind of, um, slump in sales but it wasn't it yeah it was more of a, a spending your gift cards from christmas and that was nice well and yeah. I, I will say this you know our sales this time last year were abysmal compared to how they are right now yeah you know yeah we, we have to remember that so yeah and we didn't have to worry about it as much either because i was you know uh just coming off of unemployment and I still had a lot of savings left from, you know, when my job had been paying me and I wasn't working, um, yeah. you know, but then, then unemployment rolled around and I was able to save that, but you know, I haven't been on an unemployment for over a year now. So, uh, but I'm, I'm happy, you know, I mean, we, we have money coming in, we have our savings, we have, you know, uh, investments and things like that. So, I don't recommend and, and if we didn't have that, I wouldn't recommend somebody doing this full time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so. Tennessee's going to make some money as a locksmith now. So that's oh, going to yeah. be awesome. And his uncle Lenny. <laughs> yeah, I took a picture. I, I drove up to the front yard and there was this cat in the front yard and it looked just like Tennessee. And for a second I was like, Oh my God, he's outside! But it was it was one of his relatives do you, checking do you have, out the area. Do you still have it on your phone? 
Yeah, I have the picture on my phone. Yeah, I'll mail it. I'll put it in the chat room. It was it was shocking because it's like, oh my gosh, he's out. And then I'm like, no, that's not him. That's not my baby. Yeah, so that's put not that. My baby. Yeah, show show Tennessee's uh, Uncle Lenny. Um, because again, I yeah. saw this cat before on camera. I'd see him on the cameras at night, and then I'd be like, oh shit, is that Tennessee? And then no, Tennessee's yeah. sleeping in the bed. But at night he looks just like Tennessee. But in the day he, I mean he's he's older. Obviously he's kind of got shaggy looking jowls. Tennessee's very slim and taut, um, aren't you? Aren't you? But he has the same markings as you. Um, yeah, and it was kind of it was kind of scary. But it was kind of like, well, you know, he he, he looked. It's so cute the way he looks at me. He really does look like, well, who are you. You know, and he he seems so. I I kind of tried to get closer to him, but he mm-hmm. took off. Then he was like, "I'm not having it, lady." Yeah. So, so. yeah. You did you find the pic? Well, what usually I, I send it to my email, and then I. Uh, oh, you can put it right in the Discord app, too. Yeah. You think so? I, I just ha- send it to my email and then I check my text email. It, text it to me. All right. So yeah, just text well, it I to can, me. I can. Well, once I, I already sent it to my email, so I'm gonna just drop it in the okay. Discord chat. All right, do that. So I just want people <sighs> to see it before we go to break. Um, okay. And um, but yeah, his his markings are very very similar to uh tennessee's he's got little white toes in the front big white socks in the back white bib on his chest um and uh you know and like i said at night on camera he looks just like tennessee but on camera during the day he looks like uncle lenny (laughs) oh lenny so and i will see if i can find a relatively recent picture of tennessee to compare and contrast uh, well, you're doing that because I would like people to be uh, reminded of uh, what old Tennessee looks like. Thank you, loud car driving by our house. <laughs> it's summer, guys. Yeah. So we live in the city. I don't know. I do? just sent you a copy of it because, like, of course, I sent it to myself, and um, and I can't find it. Because okay. I am one of the most technologically advanced people you've ever met. You texted it no. to me? Okay. So there's Tennessee. And here's uh, <laughs> Tennessee mid-butt lick. And that's called self-love. Self-care is important. Yes. That's what that's called. And uh, let me save that. Oh, that's is that a video? Save photos. Okay. Um, view all. There we go. Close. Anything? Oh, your files are too powerful. Too powerful. I chose the medium power. I will take a picture with, I will do a stupid 
<laughs> anyway, technology. I'm not that good at it. Terribly sorry. If I look at photos here, it's just going to show me. It's not going to let you upload it because... Okay, there is... I, I cropped it. Hopefully it's fine. It's not showing up. Well... <sighs> Biped, yeah. Yeah, Feel free to talk. That's what he says. He'll do whatever he wants, Adam. He's he's just a a man of his own mind, I guess. And then, by the way, Timby's on my lap. The little gray cat, well, big gray cat, and he's just a lap cat. He's just here to love and uh, not not causing trouble, not attacking the printer, not turning on and off the scale. That we use for packages. I mean, he's just a good boy. He's just a little lap warmer in the middle of the summer. Sleeps with me all night. It's a good kid. Just like a little puppy, but in cat form. Oh, quiet. But uh, there, yeah, there he is. So and there's yeah. Michelle. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, I saw I saw that cat out front, and and look at that weird little look he's giving me. He's giving me a weird look, like, do I know you, lady? But he's and got I the... thought I could get close to him, but he ran away. He's got the white whiskers like Tennessee. He has yeah. better better eyebrow whiskers in Tennessee, as you can see. Tennessee only has like one eyebrow whisker for some reason. Um. <laughs> But you, to the way Tennessee's sitting there, you can see the white on his belly, but you can't see the white on his bib. But it's very yeah. similar to this cat. Um, and But yeah, you know, so again, you see him and see him on camera at night, and you're like, oh my God, did he get out? So Yeah. I was, I was scared for a minute there when I drove in. I was like, oh my God, my cat's out. And then I was like, no, that's not quite him. Nope. So, but all he's right. definitely his brother. All right. Well, it's time to go to the break. Um, okay. So uh, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, I didn't. I still got to get on. I got to make some of those doggone double features that I keep saying I'm going to do because oh, I'm run, running out of decent stuff to play on break. So um, here's that one newish one that I made. Uh, we'll be right back with more. <laughs> I like freaky cereal because it tastes good, and I ought to know I'm the boss. Oh, so it has a lot of vitamins. Ooh. Indubitably, this is a very crunchy cereal. Very worthy. Super eminent. What is he saying? I don't know. And I like freaky cereal because it's sugary and sweet, like me. You, too, can have crunchy, sugary, freaky cereal every morning. Freakies, we are the freakies, and this is a freaky street. We never miss a meal, because we love a cereal. This is the big boss, we call the boss boss. Make sure you spell it right. Snorkel, what they call me, so handsome and pretty. He's little ham He's got a weird nose. Do I really have to sing? My name is Gumbo. I am Tumumbo. You're standing on my foot. Gargle is his name. Small, this is my game. I know more than you do. Says you. I don't 
forget me, I'm goody goody. I always do what's right. For instance, I eat free cereal because it's got a lot of vitamins and it's good for me. You too can have crunchy, freaky cereal as part of your good breakfast. And there's a free, freaky, and specially marked boxes. Okay, here comes the big finish. We are the free This is the story of the Freakies and their perilous search for a home. The leader of the Freakies was the fearless Boss Moss. Whenever the Freakies had a problem, they ran to Boss Moss. We're afraid. I understand exactly how you fail. <laughs> he never solved the problem, but he was always understanding. At last, they came upon a wonderful tree grew their favorite cereal, Freakies. Oh, happy day. Every morning, the cereal would ripen in the sun, becoming toasty and sugary and golden with vitamins. What are you, scavenger or something? And they knew they had found a home. <laughs> oh! Hmm, I wonder what the taxes are like here. Freakies is part of a good breakfast, and you get a free Freaky magnet in specially marked boxes. Ladies and gentlemen, the chief hope of our enemies is to divide the United States along racial and religious lines and thereby conquer us. Let's not spread prejudice. A divided America is a weak America. Through our behavior, we encourage the respect of our children and make them better neighbors to all races and religions. Remind them that being good neighbors has helped make our country great and kept her free. Thank you. from your finest fantasy only to return to your daily nightmare is your mother about to look younger than you do does the woman of your dreams i love you in my dreams i love you still have a few doubts then it's time to take a stand Break out of your dull, humdrum life and into Brazil. You're so pleased you could make it quite this way. It's about whites of fantasy and the nightmare of reality. We're all in this together. Terrorist bombings. I don't think it involves anything unsavory. You trust me, Jack? and late-night shopping. True love. You don't trust me? Trust you? Trust you? The man who hijacks my truck, loses me my job, has every security man in town looking for me? Of course I trust you. I was only trying to help. Yeah. And creative plumbing. There's a problem. Can you fix it? No, I can't. From Terry Gilliam, director of Time Bandits, Jonathan Price. Sam. What are we going to do with him? Robert De Niro. I came into this game for the action, the excitement. Go anywhere, travel light, get in, get out. Wherever there's trouble, a man alone. Catherine Hellman and Michael Palin. We've always been close, haven't we? Yes, Jack. Until this all blows over, just stay away from me. Brazil, it's only a state of mind. We're all in it together, kid.
time for go to bed. I love that clip from Brazil. A man alone. Get in, get out. Yep. How does it go? I don't know. It's so good. It's travel just light. like travel light. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I live a le- an exciting life of adventure. Then, you know, hurting the bureaucracy of. Like Robin Hood. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Modern day. <laughs> yeah. Well, 80s so modern day. Um, so cute. 80s futuristic, one might say. Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. We're all in it together. Uh, so. I. I have trouble believing that 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 pup, that Sir Nigel Troublepants, has ever made any trouble. That's no. a good-looking pup. And, uh, of course, Loki. I know, I uh-oh. know he makes trouble, but gosh. Kiddo hides from the approaching army of Jack on Jack. Kiddo hides from the approaching army at Jack Pumpkinhead's farm. <laughs> They'll never find him. Nope. They'll never well, find him. That's gonna look fun him. with That's blue. That's adorable. And... It's gonna look fun. I, you blue. know what? I kind of saw him when when that the teaser. I almost said he looks like he's looking in a pumpkin full of candy at Halloween. Oh, but I then I was that. like, I'm sure they wouldn't. She wouldn't be drawing Halloween at this point of the year. But that you know that makes sense now. But it looks yeah, it looks great. That's he's up to no good. Yep. Um and uh, but that'll look fun with orange and blue contrasting. Yeah. Do you have a couple different shades of orange or just one? Uh, I can make different shades of orange. What? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Custom, <laughs> custom color palette. What? That's great. Maybe I'll even make some of them green, because sometimes pumpkins are green. Sometimes. And one should be white. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, I have a nice beigey kind of color Ooh. I can use. But, uh, yep. all right. Well, we are back, and yeah, we're going to wrap up the Emerald City of Oz, the last four chapters tonight, because... One of them's only five minutes, and one of them's only a minute and a half. One of them's ten minutes. I think the longest one is... Um, let me see. Let me look at the official times. We have 557, 1037, 752, and 147. So, cool. that's like, you know, just about 25 minutes of audio, I think. Oh, uh, okay. So, cool. shall we? Cool, uh, cool. Let's do it. All right, so here we come. All read by Phil Chenevere from LibriVox. Uh, Yes! Here is Chapter 27, The Emerald City of Oz. Chapter 27 of The Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 27. How the Fierce Warriors Invaded Oz. The Gnome King and his terrible allies sat at the banquet table until midnight. 
There was much quarreling between the Growlywogs and Fanfasms, and one of the wee-headed whimsies got angry at General Guff and choked him until he nearly stopped breathing, yet no one was seriously hurt, and the Gnome King felt much relieved when the clock struck twelve and they all sprang up and seized their weapons. "'Aha!' shouted the first and foremost. "'Now to conquer the land of Oz!' He marshaled his fanfasms in battle array, and at his word of command they marched into the tunnel and began the long journey through it to the Emerald City. The first and foremost intended to take all the treasures of Oz for himself, to kill all who could be killed and enslave the rest, to destroy and lay waste the whole country, and afterward to conquer and enslave the gnomes, the growlywogs, and the whimsies and he knew his power was sufficient to enable him to do all these things easily. Next marched into the tunnel the army of gigantic growlywogs with their grand gullypoot at their head. They were dreadful beings indeed, and longed to get to Oz that they might begin to pilfer and destroy. The grand gullypoot was a little afraid of the first and foremost, but had a cunning plan to murder or destroy that powerful being and secure the wealth of Oz for himself. Mighty little of the plunder would the Gnome King get, thought the Grand Gullypoot. The chief of the Whimsies now marched his false-headed forces into the tunnel. In his wicked little head was a plot to destroy both the first and foremost and the Grand Gullypoot, he intended to let them conquer Oz, since they insisted on going first, but he would afterward treacherously destroy them, as well as King Roquat, and keep all the slaves and treasure of Ozma's kingdom for himself. After all his dangerous allies had marched into the tunnel, the Gnome King and General Guff started to follow them at the head of fifty thousand gnomes, all fully armed. Guff said the king. Those creatures ahead of us mean mischief. They intend to get everything for themselves and leave us nothing. I know, replied the general, but they are not as clever as they think they are. When you get the magic belt, you must at once wish the whimsies and growlywogs and fanfasms all back into their own countries, and the belt will surely take them there. Good, cried the king. An excellent plan, Guff. I'll do it. While they are conquering Oz, I'll get the magic belt, and then only the gnomes will remain to ravage the country. So you see, there was only one thing that all were agreed upon, that Oz should be destroyed. On, 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 the vast ranks of invaders marched, filling the tunnel from side to side. With a steady tramp, tramp, they advanced, every step taking them nearer to the beautiful Emerald City. Nothing can save the land of Oz, thought the first and foremost, scowling until his bare face was as black as the tunnel. The Emerald City is as good as destroyed already, muttered the Grand Gullypoot, shaking his war club fiercely. <laughs> In a few hours, Oz will be a desert, said the chief of the Whimsies with an evil laugh. My dear Guff, remarked the Gnome King to his general, 
At last my vengeance upon Ozma of Oz and her people is about to be accomplished. You are right, declared the general. Ozma is surely lost. And now the first and foremost, who was in advance and nearing the Emerald City, began to cough and to sneeze. This tunnel is terribly dusty, he growled angrily. I'll punish that gnome king for not having it swept clean. My throat and eyes are getting full of dust, and I'm as thirsty as a fish. The grand gollipoot was coughing, too, and his throat was parched and dry. What a dusty place, he cried. I'll be glad when we reach Oz where we can get a drink. Who has any water? asked the whimsy chief, gasping and choking. But none of his followers carried a drop of water, so he hastened on to get through the dusty tunnel to the land of Oz. Where did all this dust come from? demanded General Guff, trying hard to swallow but finding his throat so dry he couldn't. I don't know, answered the Gnome King. I've been in the tunnel every day while it was being built, but I never noticed any dust before. Let's hurry, cried the General. I give half the gold in Oz for a drink of water. The dust grew thicker and thicker, and the throats and eyes and noses of the invaders were filled with it. But not one halted or turned back. They hurried forward more fierce and vengeful than ever. End of chapter 27 well, Things are getting heated. Quick move. Oh, I was about to put, like, that sounds like you and me at that, uh... The flea at market. that uh, flea market, yeah. <laughs> With the dust in our noses. Oh, yeah. Bad stuff. Coughing. Yeah, nasty. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so this is this is, you know, obviously the um, this isn't a this isn't a solid allegiance of enemies of Ozma right now. So or of uh, 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 yeah, Ozma, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Gnome King hates her because he stole the belt or took it from him or whatever. Yeah, but they all just don't like them on principle because they're nice people. Yeah, you it's know? just it's just funny because you know, um, uh, you know, they're they're the the attack force is not as scary sounding all of a sudden because, you know, they're like, Oh, well, yeah, as soon as I get in there, just uh, wish them out with the belt, you know? And so they're, they're going to oh. start, they're start they're starting to turn on one another. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so here we go. Uh, let's go ahead and load up, uh, the next one, which is chapter 28. This is the longest of all the chapters we have tonight. Oh, okay. And clocking in at a whopping 10 minutes and 37 seconds. Chapter 28 of the Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 28. How they drank at the Forbidden Fountain. The Scarecrow had no need to sleep, neither had the Tin Woodman or Tick-Tock or Jack Pumpkinhead, so they all wandered out into the palace grounds and stood beside the sparkling water of the Forbidden Fountain until daybreak. During this time they indulged in occasional conversation. "'Nothing could make me forget what I know,' remarked the Scarecrow, gazing into the fountain, "'for I cannot drink the water of oblivion or water of any kind, and I'm glad that this is so.' 
for I consider my wisdom unexcelled. You are certainly very wise, agreed Tick-Tock. For my part, I can only think by machinery, so I do not pretend to know as much as you do. My ten brains are very bright, but that is all I claim for them, said Nick Chopper modestly. Yet I do not aspire to being very wise, for I have noticed that the happiest people are those who do not let their brains oppress them. Mine never worry me, Jack Pumpkinhead acknowledged. There are many seeds of thought in my head, but they do not sprout easily. I am glad that it is so, for if I occupied my days in thinking, I should have no time for anything else. In this cheery mood they passed the hours until the first golden streaks of dawn appeared in the sky. Then Ozma joined them, as fresh and lovely as ever, and robed in one of her prettiest gowns. "'Our enemies have not yet arrived,' said the Scarecrow, after greeting affectionately the sweet and girlish ruler. "'They will be here soon,' she said, "'for I have just glanced at my magic picture, and have seen them coughing and choking with the dust in the tunnel.' "'Oh, is there dust in the tunnel?' asked the Tin Woodman. "'Yes.' Ozma placed it there by means of the magic belt, explained the Scarecrow with one of his broad smiles. Then Dorothy came to them, Uncle Henry and Aunt Em following close after her. The little girl's eyes were heavy because she had had a sleepless and anxious night. Toto walked by her side, but the little dog's spirits were very much subdued. Bellina, who was always up by daybreak, was not long in joining the group by the fountain. The wizard and the shaggy man next arrived, and soon after appeared Omby Amby, dressed in his best uniform. "'There lies the tunnel,' said Ozma, pointing to a part of the ground just before the forbidden fountain, and in a few moments the dreadful invaders will break through the earth and swarm over the land. Let us all stand on the other side of the fountain and watch to see what happens.' At once they followed her suggestion and moved around the fountain of the water of oblivion. There they stood, silent and expectant, until the earth beyond gave way with a sudden crash, and up leaped the powerful form of the first and foremost, followed by all his grim warriors. As the leader sprang forward, his gleaming eyes caught the play of the fountain, and he rushed toward it and drank eagerly of the sparkling water. Many of the other phantasms drank, too, in order to clear their dry and dusty throats. Then they stood around and looked at one another with simple, wondering smiles. The first and foremost saw Ozma and her companions beyond the fountain, but instead of making an effort to capture her, he merely stared at her in pleased admiration of her beauty, for he had forgotten where he was and why he had come there. But now the Grand Gallipoot arrived, Rushing from the tunnel with a hoarse cry of mingled rage and thirst, he too saw the fountain and hastened to drink of its forbidden waters. The other growlywogs were not slow to follow suit, and even before they had finished drinking, the chief of the Whimsies and his people began to push them away, while they one and all cast off their false heads that they might slake their thirst at the fountain. When the Gnome King and General Guff arrived, they both made a dash to drink, but the General was so mad with thirst that he knocked his king over, 
and while Roquat lay sprawling upon the ground, the general drank heartily of the water of oblivion. This rude act of his general made the Gnome King so angry that for a moment he forgot he was thirsty, and rose to his feet to glare upon the group of terrible warriors he had brought there to assist him. He saw Ozma and her people, too, and yelled out, "'Why don't you capture them? Why don't you conquer Oz, you idiots? Why do you stand there like a lot of dummies?' But the great warriors had become like little children. They had forgotten all their enmity against Ozma and against Oz. They had even forgotten who they themselves were or why they were in this strange and beautiful country. As for the Gnome King, they did not recognize him and wondered who he was. The sun came up and sent its flood of silver rays to light the faces of the invaders. The frowns and scowls and evil looks were all gone. Even the most monstrous of the creatures there assembled smiled innocently and seemed light-hearted and content merely to be alive. Not so with Roquat, the Gnome King. He had not drunk from the Forbidden Fountain, and all his former rage against Ozma and Dorothy now inflamed him as fiercely as ever. The sight of General Guff babbling like a happy child and playing with his hands in the cool waters of the fountain astonished and maddened Red Roquat. Seeing that his terrible allies and his own general refused to act, the Gnome King turned to order his great army of gnomes to advance from the tunnel and seize the helpless Oz people. But the Scarecrow suspected what was in the King's mind, and spoke a word to the Tin Woodman. Together they ran at Roquat and grabbed him up and tossed him into the great basin of the fountain. Gnome King's body was round as a ball, and it bobbed up and down in the water of oblivion until he spluttered and screamed with fear lest he should drown. And when he cried out, his mouth filled with water, which ran down his throat, so that straightway he forgot all he had formerly known, just as completely as had all the other invaders. Ozma and Dorothy could not refrain from laughing to see their dreaded enemies become as harmless as babies. There was no danger now that Oz would be destroyed. The only question remaining to solve was how to get rid of this horde of intruders. The shaggy man kindly pulled the Gnome King out of the fountain and set him upon his thin legs. Roquat was dripping wet, but he chattered and laughed and wanted to drink more of the water. No thought of injuring any person was now in his mind. Before he left the tunnel, he had commanded his fifty thousand gnomes to remain there until he ordered them to advance, as he wished to give his allies time to conquer Oz before he appeared with his own army. Ozma did not wish all these gnomes to overrun her land, so she advanced to King Roquat, and, taking his hand in her own, said gently, "'Who are you? What is your name?' "'I don't know,' he replied, smiling at her. "'Who are you, my dear?' "'My name is Ozma,' she said, "'and your name is Roquat.' "'Oh, is it?' he replied, seeming pleased. "'Yes, you are king of the gnomes,' she said. "'Ah, I wonder what gnomes are,' returned the king, as if puzzled. "'They are underground elves, and that tunnel over there is full of them,' she answered. "'You have a beautiful cavern at the other end of the tunnel, "'so you must go to your gnomes and say, "'March home.' 
Then follow after them, and in time you will reach the pretty cavern where you live. The Nome King was much pleased to learn this, for he had forgotten he had a cavern. So he went to the tunnel and said to his army, March home. At once the gnomes turned and marched back through the tunnel, and the king followed after them, laughing with delight, to find his orders so readily obeyed. The wizard went to General Guff, who was trying to count his fingers, and told him to follow the gnome king, who was his master. Guff meekly obeyed, and so all the gnomes quitted the land of Oz forever. But there were still the Fanfasms and Whimsies and Growlywogs standing around in groups, and they were so many that they filled the gardens and tramped upon the flowers and grass because they did not know that the tender plants would be injured by their clumsy feet. But in all other respects they were perfectly harmless and played together like children or gazed with pleasure upon the pretty sights of the royal gardens. After counseling with the Scarecrow, Ozma sent Ombi Ambi to the palace for the magic belt, and when the Captain General returned with it, the ruler of Oz at once clasped the precious belt around her waist. I wish all these strange people, the Whimsies and the Growlywogs and the Fanfasms, safe back in their own homes, she said. It all happened in a twinkling, for of course the wish was no sooner spoken than it was granted. All the hosts of the invaders were gone, and only the trampled grass showed that they had ever been in the land of Oz. End of chapter 28。Sorry, I'm coloring, so. Bye, bye, invaders. Yeah, I um, I was looking for a picture of the fanfasms for fun,、mm -hmm. but、uh, yeah, that's it. That's how easily war is stopped in the lovely land of Oz. Just、uh, drink out of that、uh, that there fountain. Yeah. Fountain of Oblivion. Yeah, I think that might be nice. You know, if, if things really bother you, and you know, people have PTSD, just drink a little water of Oblivion. Start over. You know. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to waste some time figuring out who you are and everything that, but. You know, start fresh. Eat fresh. Don't <laughs> eat. Don't eat Subway. Yeah, eat fresh. Don't eat Subway. No,、oh, we had was, some <laughs> fresh cucumber、funny. today. That was lovely. A lovely summer snack. We did. And I put、uh, the rest of the sliced cucumber in a glass of water to make delicious cucumber water. Yep. I can't、uh, wait. Yeah, speaking of Subway, it was funny. We we went to see our、uh, nephews no, play soccer、Lord. soccer the other day.、Uh, it was their final soccer match because、uh, the apparently they this they can't afford to do it anymore or something. I don't know.、Uh, the more serious people are getting serious, so it's like four thousand dollars to join the team now、um, for a more serious team, and they're not that serious, so. It's like, ludicrous. Let kids play sports. Don't charge them four thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. But uh. But anyway, yeah. So we were just curious because it was you know was out on the you know far west side you know way out of Cleveland, uh, like thirty minutes away, and we were just like, hey, yeah, what are some good places to eat for lunch around here? And 
our one of our family members is like, there's a subway right around the corner. I'm like, I said, well, no, I said, what are some good places yeah. to eat around here? She's like, there's a subway, she don't, and I'm she like, know. I'm like, subway is garbage. What are you talking about? Don't don't you know? I'm like, I'm like, no, no, like a, a restaurant. <laughs> Lisa, you know, like a food restaurant. that's edible. Yeah, you. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's a subway right down there. No, I could get subway where I live, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be just as bad as the subway where you live. On their yoga it's mat true. buns and mystery she tuna. She, she's not much of a foodie. Not really. Nah, not in the slightest. We had a we had a family get together, and she. Basically, took a crock pot, jumped through a bunch of frozen packaging meatballs. meat frozen meatballs in with a jar of jelly, and that was hors d'oeuvres for her. So we were like, "Oh wow, yeah, that's so, sad." Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, not to knock our family members too much. Um, but yeah, it's like, no, if I ask where, where a good place to eat near, near you is, I don't mean a fast food franchise. <laughs> I don't mean Bob Evans or Cracker Barrel or TGI Friday. I'm saying what independent business in your area, you know? And then we ended up finding a Mexican food, uh, place that looked pretty nice. Menu was pretty decent. I ordered a taco salad and the taco meat had like zero seasoning in it i ate um, half of it and i was like i'm not wasting the calories on something that has no flavor you know <laughs> it was it was pathetic so but uh but yeah so anyway well uh all that aside let's get back to it i gotta finish coloring so uh here is, and this is the final one but it's 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 quicker right well this is a quick one Chapters 29 and 30 are to follow, but chapter 29 is only 7 minutes and 52 seconds, and chapter 30 is a minute and 45 seconds. Oh, wow. Okay, so, let's go. Yeah. So here's uh, chapter 29. Chapter 29 of The Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 29. How Glinda Worked a Magic Spell. That was better than fighting, said Ozma, when all our friends were assembled in the palace after the exciting events of the morning, and each and every one agreed with her. No one was hurt, said the wizard delightedly, and no one hurt us, added Aunt Em. But best of all, said Dorothy, the wicked people have all forgotten their wickedness and will not wish to hurt anyone after this. True, princess, declared the shaggy man. It seems to me that to have reformed all those evil characters is more important than to have saved Oz. Nevertheless, remarked the Scarecrow, I am glad Oz is saved. I can now go back to my new mansion and live happily. And I am glad and grateful that my pumpkin farm is saved, said Jack. For my part, added the Tin Woodman, I cannot express my joy that my lovely tin castle is not to be demolished by wicked enemies. Still, said Tick-Tock, other enemies may come to Oz some day. Why do you allow your clockwork brains to interrupt our joy? asked Omby Amby, frowning at the machine man. I say what I am wound up to say, answered Tick-Tock. 
And you are right, declared Ozma. I myself have been thinking of this very idea, and it seems to me there are entirely too many ways for people to get to the land of Oz. We used to think the deadly desert that surrounds us was enough protection, but that is no longer the case. The wizard and Dorothy have both come here through the air, and I am told the earth people have invented airships that can fly anywhere they wish to go. Why, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't, asserted Dorothy. But in time the airships may cause us trouble, continued Ozma, for if the earth folk learn how to manage them, we would be overrun with visitors who would ruin our lovely secluded fairyland. That is true enough, agreed the wizard. Also, the desert fails to protect us in other ways, Ozma went on thoughtfully. Johnny Dewitt once made a sandboat that sailed across it, and the Nome King made a tunnel under it, so I believe something ought to be done to cut us off from the rest of the world entirely, so that no one in the future will ever be able to intrude upon us. How will you do that? asked the Scarecrow. I do not know, but in some way I am sure it can be accomplished. Tomorrow I will make a journey to the castle of Glinda the Good and ask her advice. May I go with you? asked Dorothy eagerly. Of course, my dear princess. And I also invite any of our friends here who would like to undertake the journey. They all declared they wished to accompany their girl ruler, for this was indeed an important mission, since the future of the land of Oz, to a great extent, depended upon it. So Ozma gave orders to her servants to prepare for the journey on the morrow. That day she watched her magic picture, and when it showed her that all the gnomes had returned through the tunnel to their underground caverns, Ozma used the magic belt to close up the tunnel, so that the earth underneath the desert sands became as solid as it was before the gnomes began to dig. Early the following morning a gay cavalcade set out to visit the famous sorceress Glinda the Good. Ozma and Dorothy rode in a chariot drawn by the cowardly lion and the hungry tiger, while the sawhorse drew the red wagon in which rode the rest of the party. With hearts light and free from care, they traveled merrily along through the lovely and fascinating land of Oz, and in good season reached the stately castle in which resided the sorceress. Glinda knew that they were coming. I have been reading about you in my magic book, she said, as she greeted them in her gracious way. What is your magic book like? inquired Aunt Em curiously. It is a record of everything that happens, replied the sorceress. As soon as an event takes place anywhere in the world, it is immediately found printed in my magic book, so when I read its pages I am well informed. Did it tell you how our enemies drank the water of oblivion? asked Dorothy. Yes, my dear, it told all about it, and also it told me you were all coming to my castle, and why. Then, said Ozma, I suppose you know what is in my mind, and that I am seeking a way to prevent anyone in the future from discovering the land of Oz. Yes, I know that, and while you were on your journey, I have thought of a way to accomplish your desire for it seems to me unwise to allow too many outside people to come here. Dorothy, with her uncle and aunt, 
has now returned to Oz to live always, and there is no reason why we should leave any way open for others to travel uninvited to our fairyland. Let us make it impossible for anyone ever to communicate with us in any way after this. Then we may live peacefully and contentedly. Your advice is wise, returned Ozma. I thank you, Glinda, for your promise to assist me. But how can you do it? asked Dorothy. How can you keep everyone from ever finding Oz? By making our country invisible to all eyes but our own, replied the sorceress, smiling. I have a magic charm powerful enough to accomplish that wonderful feat, and now that we have been warned of our danger by the Nome King's invasion, I believe we must not hesitate to separate ourselves forever from all the rest of the world. I agree with you, said the ruler of Oz. Won't it make any difference to us? asked Dorothy doubtfully. No, my dear, Glinda answered assuringly. We shall still be able to see each other and everything in the land of Oz. It won't affect us at all, but those who fly through the air over our country will look down and see nothing at all. Those who come to the edge of the desert or even try to cross it will catch no glimpse of Oz or know in what direction it lies. No one will try to tunnel to us again, because we cannot be seen and therefore cannot be found. In other words, the land of Oz will entirely disappear from the knowledge of the rest of the world. That's all right, said Dorothy cheerfully. You may make Oz invisible as soon as you please, for all I care. It is already invisible, Glinda stated. I knew Ozma's wishes and performed the magic spell before you arrived. Ozma seized the hand of the sorceress and pressed it gratefully. Thank you, she said. End of chapter 29 Wow, isolationism. That always works. Yeah, they're kind of closing their borders. <laughs> That's kind of suck. But they're coming yeah. for take her germs. They're taking her germs. They're taking her germs. Non-magical people are taking her germs. Uh, anyway, so there you go. Kiddo and a pumpkin patch has been uh, taken care of. That's awesome. See, so. I think that's very colorful. Yeah, you know, pumpkins in uh, all all colors, uh, you know, uh, that you would regularly does see. Plum, it does, has Kiddo, what colors has Kiddo been? All of the colors or any color? Kiddo start. I I started doing kiddo. Uh, I think purple or green or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah. But then Foxfire said she always pictured him being blue, so he's been blue ever since. Oh, but the kidlets, okay. The kidlets are rainbow colored. Oh, they are. I know that. They're I tip. I, I typically but try yeah. to have a red, green, and a yellow one all the time. And like maybe he's one of those lizards that just changes colors according to his background. You know, like he just kind of. Fades into the background and stuff. That I don't know. You'd have to consult Foxfire. Yeah. So. I uh, am. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, hear the last minute and 47 seconds. This is it. This is all you get from the Emerald City of Oz, everybody. This has probably been my favorite of the books since um, yeah. Ozma of Oz. Uh, yeah. So. Uh, okay, let's go. Road to Oz was 
I didn't like, but here you go. Chapter 30, the last chapter of The Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 30 How the Story of Oz Came to an End the writer of these Oz stories has received a little note from Princess Dorothy of Oz, which, for a time, has made him feel rather disconcerted. The note was written on a broad white feather from a stork's wing. It said, You will never hear anything more about Oz, because we are now cut off forever from all the rest of the world. But Toto and I will always love you and all the other children who love us. Dorothy Gale This seemed to me too bad at first, for Oz is a very interesting fairyland. Still, we have no right to feel grieved, for we have had enough of the history of the land of Oz to fill six storybooks, and from its quaint people and their strange adventures, we have been able to learn many useful and amusing things. So good luck to little Dorothy and her companions. May they live long in their invisible country and be very happy. End of chapter 30 End of the Emerald City of Oz by L. Frank Baum This story oh. read by Phil Chenever, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, October of 2012. Oh, he tried. He tried to get out of this job. He tried to make the children of America stop wanting to read Oz books. Yeah. <laughs> but that was or the he... hot thing at the time. They didn't have the internet. They didn't have television. They didn't have radio. Like, did I don't even think they had radio, right? Uh, what year did the books come out? Um... It's uh, a good question. I'm just asking random questions and being a pain in the butt like I do. I don't remember what year the books came out, so I couldn't I'm tell looking you. for it. Um, uh, okay, the, pa the yeah. The Emerald City of Oz was 1910, and the Patchwork Girl was three years later, 1913. So he tried to end the series right there. He was just like, I'm sick of this. Sick of this, but uh, it didn't happen. Not late nineteen twenties um, and early nineteen thirties was when most households were getting their own radios. Oh, okay, yeah. So here it is: the Emerald City of Oz comes out in nineteen ten. Children are just like, I want that. I want to hear more of these books. You know, so their they hair just out. started. They just started writing him. Well, he should have changed his name and moved if you really wanted to get out of it. I think he I think it was yeah. an early form of viral marketing. To try yeah, and, yeah. To try and get kids to, you know, want more and, and beg yeah, and plead yeah. and you know, and then he because every letter he got, he's like, Well, let me see, how many books can I sell this uh, from this, you know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, yeah. You should, um, you should talk about the sale we just went to? Was that what we were going to talk about? I kind of already did. Um, okay. But there's no crime in ending the show a little early. If, uh, yeah, let's do that. We need to, so. 
but yeah, we, you know, we're, uh, onward and upward. Uh, but yeah, next week we will have, uh, the next book, the patchwork Earl of Oz. So, and I'm pretty sure that the Oz books were one of the first fairy tales and one of the first children's books that was really popular with the kids, man, with the kids. So I don't know. I find it fascinating. I know he tried to, he wanted to read, write about other things besides the odd books and the kids would not leave him alone. They were just like, they just started writing letters and yeah. he was just like, ah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, this was, he, this one finished the, the road to the Emerald city was Emerald city. finished in published in 1910. And he didn't publish the next one, The Patchwork Girl, for another three years. Wow. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to go ahead and run the... End of it. No, no, not that. Um, <laughs> the uh, the end of the show, check out uh, It Came From Cleveland tomorrow. we got a lot of fun stuff for you. And we'll be back here with you next week on Time for Go to Bed. So, Suze, yeah. whatever you got on the way out, and we'll just wrap it up. Stay healthy, everybody. Stay safe. And just be thankful that I didn't bore you with all the fun of tangling with bureaucracy to get my prescriptions filled. And the License Bureau. And the License Bureau. The the hell Ken has gone through just hearing me bitch about these two, these different organizations is insane. Poor thing. Yep. All right. So stay safe. Talk to you later. Bye, everybody.
time for go to bed.